The following episode is brought to you by Daryl Delaney, Ryan Royce, Darren Katzka, Jessica Smith, Irene Viarito, Laura Pickren, Eric Whitman, Devious Pop-Tart, Elizabeth Clark, Natasha Rallerson, Richard Cree, The Cam Family, Charles Compton, Edvarth Arnoff, Dustin Troop, Rebecca Miller, Michael Clark, and David Scrams, along with all of our generous patrons. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. Hello and welcome to Eberron Renewed, an actual play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I am Eric. I'm Randy. And we have a, another introductory little mini uh, role-playing story to share with you all, this time featuring Milo. Um, so yeah, uh, Randy, uh, do you want to just give us kind of a refresher? I know we we touched on a lot of this stuff in uh, session zero. Um but yeah, I mean, what's what's Milo's day to day look like with the clan? Just as um, a quick refresher for the listeners, he basically he when the bar was still up and running before the fire, he was running numbers out of the place for the clan. And now that that's gone, he doesn't really have a you know a base of operations, but he still is going and collecting from business to business from the, you know, the, the businesses that the clan offers protection to. So he goes around yeah. and does that. And oftentimes he'll have Hob with him as protection for himself. Yep. Um, so this little scene we're about to do is going to take place uh, in between the two jobs during that kind of uh, two week period. Um, let's say after the fight. So that week before the job that, you all are currently on um, post Milo's big fight night. Um, so it's it's a typical work day uh, for Milo. Uh, Hob is not with you this time, though. Um, you're you're not too concerned uh, with the the list of of clientele that you have to go uh, collect from and and remind of their uh, <laughs> their financial duty uh, to the clan. Um, so yeah, the the list of places that you have to go today are um, two apothecaries, uh, and then more of a. I'm reluctant to say like a general goods store because it's not like you go to this place to buy flour. It's like adventuring gear, so like rope, tent, uh, torches, um, healing potions, that kind of stuff. Um, okay. So those are the type of places that you're going to today. Um, places that you've been before, uh, shouldn't be anything too crazy. Um, you, you hit up the first apothecary shop and like I said, no, no real issues. Um, female tiefling with, uh, uh, bright red skin, uh, works there. Um, you, 
you then head to the adventuring shop, uh, which is like a block over. Uh, So you're just walking and it's daytime uh, on the lower Memphis plateau. So it's it's kind of the slow time um, because obviously the nights are when things pick up and you're you're part of town. Um, So uh, does Milo do anything on his day to day when he's by himself, just kind of walking around doing this stuff? Like, does he hum? Does he fidget with something? Um, no, I think, I think Milo at this point in his life is just straight to business. You know, he's a little, little melancholia going on there with him right now, I believe. So he's just all about get there. He's, you know, he's done it, you know, hundreds of times. It's almost monotonous now. It's like, let's go get it done. Get on with the day. Okay, perfect. Um, So, yeah, you're you're eyes straight ahead, just walking to the next spot. Um, And you uh, you notice um, a a human man with kind of light tannish skin just looks like somebody that works out in the sun all day, um, but would normally be pretty fair skinned um, with cro- close crop blonde hair uh, cut short all over his head uh, and kind of blonde stubble. And you swear you, you would swear to all of the gods that this person just looked at you with like malicious intent um, like they spotted you. They're kind of, you're, you're walking straight down the street and they kind of came out of an alley and crossed your path. And you think that they just kind of walked out and just like, not, not gave you the stink eye, but like deeper than that, if that makes sense. Okay. Did they, did they stop? Did they continue to walk? No, they continue to walk and you don't recognize this person from the neighborhood. Hmm. Milo would probably follow them for a little bit. Try to, okay. you know, be indiscreet and follow them, see where they're going. Wondering why did this, why did this person just look at him like this? What's up with that? Okay. Um, so yeah, you start here. Um, you discreetly start kind of, uh, following, uh, in his footsteps, not following too close. Of course, um, you stop, you spot him stop, uh, and talk to a dwarf, uh, and they kind of exchange words. Doesn't seem pleasant, but also doesn't seem, uh, heated. Seems very much business as usual. Um, and as you're watching, uh, you see this figure uh, kind of glance around, which causes you like maybe you're up against the corner of a building and you just kind of like duck back a little bit. Um, but you see him hand a pouch of coins of some kind. Um, and you see the dwarf hand this guy a um, looks like a look a little bit bigger than a typical music box, but it's a wooden box that he hands him. And the guy kind of throws it into his satchel and starts t- walking again. Do you continue following him or are you hmm. going to talk to the dwarf? 
Do I recognize the dwarf at all, or it's just somebody that I, I don't know? Um, you recognize the dwarf. Um, he is a business owner uh, on the plateau. Um, he, you, you recognize him. He typically deals in um, adventuring gear, similar to the shop that you were on your way to go uh, deal with. Uh-huh. Um, is he but one his... of our uh, clients? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, most businesses in this neighborhood are a quote unquote client to the clan, um, just for operating here. Um, he typically deals in more offensive wares like weapons or, um, alchemical, like bombs, stuff like that. Um, like more, uh, intense adventuring gear. Okay, Milo's, since Milo knows this guy, he's definitely going to walk up to him. Okay. Um, yeah, you know uh, this dwarf's name as uh, Tranith. All right. So Milo walks up to Tranith and. Good day to you, Tranith. Ah, Milo, I already paid my pound of flesh. What do you need? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm not here to, to collect on you today. I'm just curious. The, uh... What human, The human just gave you coin for a music box. It wasn't a music box. It was just a wooden box with some some supplies in it, Milo. Do, do you mind uh, giving me the the man's name? Well, you should know better than anybody in this part of town, Milo. Information don't come for free. Right. Milo pulls out a gold coin. Now, you know, gold coin for somebody's name is not, <laughs> it's a pretty hefty price. Uh, Tranith kind of get, his face gets flush and he kind of swats your wrist down and like, be subtle about it. Come on now. Listen, you don't need to give me the coin this way. Just put it on my tap. Whatever that gold will get me in the long run, just don't come back until I've used up that. That's fair enough, fair enough. So, name. And if you know somebody maybe he works for. I only know his first name. First name is Jason. don't know rightly who he works for. All I know is that he claimed he was headed down to the cogs for some business, needed some supplies, something to uh, ensure his safety. So, give him the box. Interesting. All, All I know, he's come to me before for supplies. He does odd jobs all over the city. Some more dangerous than others. I don't ask questions. That's not my business. Does so. 
does he ever get man i feel like milo's accent is all over the place (laughs) (laughs) how did milo talk again (laughs) milo's like in his supplies did he ever does he ever buy anything maybe perchance to set fires Um, you see Traneth once again, his eyes kind of dart around to see who might be listening as like Milo. No, don't know what you're asking me, but what that man does with the things I give him does not mean I bear any responsibility for the things that he does. Have I sold him things that could be set on fire? Sure. That box itself could be set on fire. But I, you, you got your gold's worth. I'm done talking. And like he is clearly like to your eye, Milo, like you get the sense he's trying to hide something from you. But he's starting right. to kind of back away and turn and walk. All right. Milo's not going to press him at this point, but definitely has Milo's curiosity up and suspicion. And he's got a name and he's got a description. So. He's fine with that. He's going to continue to go on to his place of business, the other adventuring shop. Yep. So, um, yeah, you head on to your uh, next bit of business, um, and the the rest of your day largely is uneventful. So, and that's it. So... Um, he started the fire that killed Milo's wife. I know he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I hope you all have enjoyed this. Randy, I hope you enjoyed doing this. Um, sure. Getting a chance to kind of uh, do Milo uh, in a bit more controlled environment. But, um, yeah, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Randy, for joining me to do this. Um, I'm sure we'll do it again here in uh, about a month or so once we cycle through all the other characters. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Um, I hope you all enjoy the episode, the finale of the arc uh, titled What's or I hope you all enjoy the finale for the arc thinking inside the box. Uh, And we're both excited for you all to hear it. And then we will be coming at you with uh, another reviewed I'm thinking it was uh, mostly Eris that was thinking inside the box. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Thank you all, everybody, and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to Eberron Renewed, an actual play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I'm your game master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. And welcome to another episode. Gentlemen, what happened last time? Car chase. Car chase. A lot of failure. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, did we roll bad on the last. <laughs> we, I mean, it, really, it was a car chase that at a certain point we got so desperate, we just tried to figure out different ways to kill the guys. <laughs> like, how can we make them fall off of their boat, I guess? Yes. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, I mean, that was mostly it. We decided to try and get to the cogs and offload our illicit cargo before going and investigating the assassin who briefly commandeered our vessel. Um, 
and in doing so, we were spotted by the by the fuzz and uh, failed to cheese it. Yeah, really, Sigil beefed the most important roles. Uh, <laughs> I blame them. <laughs> um, it was under poor direction from Reynard that uh, things fell apart. To be fair, um, <laughs> that tracks. Um. So yeah, you all crash landed on a platform and found yourselves uh, serendipitously in the Dragon Eyes district in the uh, lower Tavix landing. Um, lost so in a crowd. Lost in a crowd. Um, so you all can either try to hoof it to a sky cab and try to pay for a fare down to the cogs, um, if you want to continue on that line of thinking, or um, you can head to meet Chance at Chance. Um, since you're in the right district, uh, just whichever direction you all want to go. We've established we don't know anything about chance, either the person or the place, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Hob has never been here, and Hob is kind of your your best contact for things that exist outside of the Memphis Plateau. Yeah. Unless it's <laughs> upper, unless it's upper city stuff, then Reynard is probably the best person to talk to since Reynard used to live there. Hmm. Well, sounds like you guys picked the wrong person to be your guy around. <laughs> um, is there a I, I mean, we're, I was gonna say, we're being chased. Eris is really scared. Um, and so really wants to get, get gone. Uh, she would be fine with running. She would be fine with hiding, but Eris really wants to get gone from here. We don't really have a speed stat, do we? No, I mean, I assume it. We would use other. I assume it would be like the car chase. We would use various skills to right. To I was just them. my my, my thought. Yeah, are they just, still after us? I mean, or are we actually lost in the crowd? They are certainly going to be landing their ship and pursuing Look. on foot. But mm-hmm. um, uh, unlike the King's Shield that spotted you at the scene of the crime, uh. These city watchmen just saw the back of your all's heads from a distance. Like I said, they were about seven car lengths away, so it's not like they got a great look at you all. Well, and additionally, Other than the big guy. as we have crash landed where we have crash landed, we are on the turf of another gang. Yes. Uh, and so this is presumably like our own home district going to be a place where it's not entirely easy for the watch uh, to move around as freely as they might otherwise uh, in the more civilized parts of the city. So um, we might be able to find just find a place to lie low for a few minutes mm-hmm. uh, as long as we aren't advertising our affiliation loudly. Okay, as, we, as I look around, is there any place that jumps out to me as this is clearly an establishment that is open right now like, but maybe it's not like the biggest, brightest place. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, Dragon Eyes is the red light district of this part of town. So there are a ton of inns, taverns, restaurants, um, things like that, uh, of, of all varying degrees of, um, luxury. Um, so with so many options, yeah, you, you can find a spot that seems to be less, uh, packed than, than others. Okay, I think Hob gives a whistle, and I I think it's been established among this group that if Hob says he's doing something, he doesn't 
expect people to follow. It's just he lets everyone know, hey, this feels like this feels good to me. And if we're all standing here, I'm going to go do this now. And so he kind of gives a whistle and starts moving. The goal is to get out of their line of sight while they're still landing so we can duck into one of those types of places if, if that's doable. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Arius absolutely follows Hob. Yep. Yeah, also. Um, you all can find a small, uh, kind of poor-looking uh, restaurant establishment that's not going to draw a huge crowd to duck into uh, really easily. Um, so yeah, you find yourselves in a smallish building. Um, the interior probably has six tables, uh, one of which has people eating at it. Um, you see two dwarves enjoying a rather modest meal. And then behind the bar, uh, you see a, uh, a a remarkably beautiful individual. Uh, for a moment, you think it's very fair, pale skin, blonde hair. Um, for a moment, you think this is just a supernaturally attractive human. And then, um, Reynard, you probably would have dealt with them most in the upper parts of the city. You realize this is an Asimar, so a person with celestial blood. Um, who just kind of radiates and glows. Um, and they like see you all walk in um, and uh, the the gentleman behind the bar goes, welcome, can I get you a table? Sure, thanks. Right this way. And I believe puts... I will sit at the bar. Okay, then. So you all will be at a table and you'll be at the bar by yourself. To drink too. They bring who, those to the tables. Who wants a table and who's sitting at the bar? I assumed you all were together, but clearly that was a mistake. I'm not sitting at the bar. Not with this box in my hands. Not with cops. That's the first thing they're going to see when they walk into a building. <laughs> Milo's head, he's thinking split up a little bit. Okay. That's fair. Eris is following Pop. And Reynard will sit at the bar with Milo. So two and two. Excellent. Um, well, the and bar is open seating. Where um, are Castana and Sigil? Uh, they, they're with you all. Um, so, okay. um, at another table. Time. They don't like Asian fusion. They went to the next place. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Kath goes to the bar with Milo and, uh, and Reynard. Uh, Sana and Sigil sit at the table with Hob and uh, Eris. I think okay. uh, as we're being walked to the table, Hobbs says, you know, we, uh, we just kind of wandered in. We didn't even look. What's the name of this place? Oh, this, the name of this place is the, uh, Celestial Horn. Can't win them all. All right. Um, <laughs> he says to Eris jokingly. <laughs> have meat by chance. <laughs> we do have meat. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I'll be you over have chance there. by chance. I, I'll be over there to take your order shortly, sir. No need to yell across the establishment. I'm so sorry. He looks at the dwarf sitting there uh, as all of this commotion is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, have we stumbled into a nice restaurant? No, no. It's okay, a very good. modest one. Yeah. Um, I was wondering what the shirt and shoes policy was and how it related to Hob. It is very clear that the owner of this establishment that you're interacting with wants this place so desperately to be uh, well-regarded and have a good reputation. And ah. for some reason, it's just not happening. Well, uh, they're, welcome, they're welcome to try to put a shirt on Hob. 
<laughs> um, so what, what can I get all of you? He says to those sitting at the table. Oh, um, I, I, and he looks at Sigil. I don't know what you consume. Awkward. I, Sigil just kind of, not annoyed, but just very kind of resignation, like, uh, nothing is fine. Okay. For the rest of you. Um, yeah, I'd like a, uh, a pitcher of water and a whole chicken. <laughs> okay. Going off menu, fine. You don't have chicken on the menu? You don't have, you don't have a whole chicken back there? <laughs> we have a whole chicken. Nowhere on the menu does it say whole chicken. <laughs> All right, well, um, I'd like a, uh, I'd like a dark meat meal. I'd like a light meat meal and an order of wings. All, t- all connected. Yeah, I mean, if you, you, I can put it back together myself or you can just not take it apart back there. I mean, either way. Okay. So <laughs> my voice is failing when I make stupid jokes. Um, he takes everyone's order at the table mm-hmm. and goes to put the orders in. Um, what are you all going to do while you lay low in here? Uh, uh, I'm going to hold the lid of that box down real time. <laughs> while, while you're while you're holding the box, you feel the the shifting persist and grow, not stronger, but just continuing. Does it seem more frantic? Maybe. He, maybe. Like okay. you don't, you don't know the motivations of this box. So <laughs> I know. I just like if, if the, I'm thinking about just when you hear any other sound. Like if I hear this knock versus one yeah. seems frantic, and there's no knocking. Like I said, there's it, no it's just sound. It's just you can feel the box shifting. Right. But it's not like something's banging against the side of the box. No, no, I understand. I was just using a yeah. like a speed and erraticness has picked up. What if it's someone in trouble? Well, um, I suppose uh, it's possible. Um, what if it's not? <laughs> see, the way I see it right now, whatever's in the box both is and is not in trouble. Um, I believe the only way to know for sure would be to open the box, in which case it would certainly be in trouble. Uh, so uh, it's a real um, humdinger of a situation. I think I'll call it humdinger's box. <laughs> Sigil kind of pontificates at your words. and goes, I, I feel like you're describing something that would be used to describe the absurdity of, uh, of planar relations in physics, but that for some reason people started taking seriously like it was an actual theorem on that sort of thing when it was never intended to be taken seriously. Curious. Um, uh, I, interesting point. I was told to keep the box closed. <laughs> On, on the other hand, we did just fly a boat through the sky due to the absurdity of planar relations. So while this conversation <laughs> goes on, Reynard and Milo, what oh, are you look, all doing the chickens the here. Everybody, <laughs> let me eat. <laughs> so uh, the, the the owner is there behind the bar. Uh, he has served you uh, your drink orders. And is now um, doing what all bartenders in all fantasy fantasy settings do when they hit idle mode. They are cleaning a glass. So, mm-hmm. also westerns. Yeah. Anything with horses, really. They can be cut <laughs> and garnish. Okay, so I'm assuming we are 
going to converse with this bartender, Milo, or with each other, if if whatever you want to do. <laughs> so how how long have you owned this place? Oh, you know it's uh, it was actually my father's, um, but I've been owning and operating it for the past four years now. Really? So what brings um, you all to Dragon Eyes? Wouldn't happen to uh, anyone in chance? No, I was thinking maybe um, good places of chance in the area, <laughs> place where we might gamble. Um, oh, that's more. I can't tell if you are the. I can't tell if you all are being intentionally <laughs> cute or... Um, it sounds like you're trying to speak in code about a place called Chance, but don't know what speaking in code means. <laughs> How much what did you recommend? Are you all looking to meet with Chance, the owner and operator of the casino in this district, also called Chance? Ah, so there is a place here called Chance. Very good. George, I think we've got it. <laughs> Milo and Reynard forever. <laughs> yes, it's just down the main street here. Um, large building says Chance on the front. And if you're looking for him, um, generally speaking, uh, he wears an amulet. Um, because he is uh, a doppelganger. He rarely appears in the same form, um, but uh, he wears the same amulet every night, so people looking to speak with him can spot him in a crowd. Ah, excellent. Thank you very much. Are you looking to place a bet? Possibly. That's what those places are for. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I assumed you knew. I, I assumed you had a reason to go to Chances specifically. We just had heard it was a nice place. Best reviews, really. Well, it's probably a dump. <laughs> Chance. Uh, be careful, because the reason people go to speak with Chance is he will bet on anything. And I mean anything. Um, you you walk in there and you give him a proposition. He will give you odds and take your money. Whether it is surviving 24 hours with Tarkanan assassins on your tail or seducing a member of the Undying Court. Uh, he will give you odds and if you succeed, he will pay. So, going back, when you say doppelganger, do you mean like a... Um a changeling like a well, um there is a distinction so uh changelings are much like uh i as an asima in my lineage was a result of a celestial and a human um uh, procreating together uh changelings are the result of doppelgangers and humans procreating and and so so on and so forth so changelings are a half human half doppelganger Chance happened to be a nickname. I don't know. 
Why? Just wondering. Are we looking for someone who's like a changeling? Because that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's some wild nominative determinism if it's not a nickname. You could have given a nickname because he works in a casino. Are we looking for a changeling? Yes. Your, your contact. contact. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the- I'm trying to. I'm, I'm on a thin line. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, Hob, you've swallowed your chicken whole. Um, no. <laughs> no, I've eaten a chicken. He's big. He's not a monster. <laughs> He's a snake. He just hit your jaw and just. Yeah. No, I did the cartoon thing where I. I, I dropped it all in and then I pulled out a chicken skeleton. <laughs> yeah. And he just set a pie on the windowsill, so you're going to float on over to it. Um, Hub doesn't eat sugar. Eris eats eats the free bread. (laughs) Okay. He offers Eris a drumstick before he sucks it to the bone. She she eats a drumstick, yeah. Okay. Okay, so what are we doing? Dine and dash. Hub's running out of there. (laughs) Yeah, if enough time's passed. Take that. Take that, Angel. No, I suppose we head towards Chance since we're here in Dragon Eyes. Mm-hmm. What did you what, say? Sir? We have to tell you about it. We found the information out. You're welcome. We used our massive deduction skills and discovered where Chance is. Luck would have it. Not very far away. I think this actually does happen often enough. <laughs> that they that 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 Milo and Reynard sit at a bar and stumble upon information that Hob doesn't question. It. He's like, oh, all right. <laughs> you heard? Let's go. Or also, when they're not drinking, adeptly get information. They're not always bumbling. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might be. It is, it's Trevor's choice, I guess. <laughs> Milo wishes to get the proprietor's name before we leave. Oh, like in my little chit chat. My name is Reginald Casta. Might be a place we come back and visit sometime. Um, we're looking for a doppelganger, an amulet. Will um, should um, him easily spotable. Well, and if you remember that slip of paper, Eris, that you found on uh, Milo's boot had the sketch of an amulet. So, oh yeah, are we headed to, down the road to Chance? I think that makes the most sense right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you all walk with the flow of foot traffic. Um, you, uh, you do spot, um, a handful of city watch, uh, at a distance, but it seems like they're being harangued by a handful of, uh, changelings that are kind of cornering them. Um, not violently. It's just kind of a, what you all would do if you spotted a bunch of city watchmen walking through the lower Memphis plateau on Mm -hmm. a weekend night. Um, so, um, so yeah, you, uh, you walk up and the, the casino is nice. It seems more, everything about this district seems more luxurious than Ural's part of town. Um, not in a, it's better or more opulent. It's just the money goes more towards um, luxury than function kind of thing. Okay. Um, and so um, you all are pretty uh, easily able to 
enter through the main doors of Chance, the the Chance Casino. Um, and there are some uh, some people guarding the door. Uh, there's a female Minotaur and a male Goliath that are uh, bouncing at the door. Uh, if you all want to ask them uh, where to find Chance, or if you all just want to wonder about the casino, you can do that as well. Maybe I'm one of wandering. the characters with uh, high social skills, like Charm. <laughs> I have that. <laughs> uh, and I will loom behind whomever. Um, that's what I, I do will in these situations. I stand there and I look like Hob. If I can, if, if they know where Chance is. Okay. Um, so go ahead and roll for me and then we can role play. One success, um, which is all you need. Um, so yeah, what uh, are you just literally walking up and saying, "Hey, where's Chance?" Or are you going to give like a reason that you're you're looking? Um, um think. Uh, Narda is 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 smart enough to probably not demand to speak to Chance. Um, so, uh, probably just says something like, um. Well, hello. We were wondering if um, Chance would be around. Chance. Just giggles. Uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, the Minotaur woman kind of snorts at your joke in a... That's, it, it's a joke that never gets old in a, in a sincere way. Um, and she says, yeah, he's, uh, he's inside. If you go straight back, ignore the double staircase and go through the doors behind the fountain. Uh, he's back there. Um, so yeah, you can just head back there and somebody will receive you. Thank you. Mm. Um, so yeah, you all walk into chance and once again, the, the luxury theme continues where plush carpeting, like think, Think early '80s luxury, like <laughs> like gaudy colors, thick carpeting, uh, a fountain, gold railing on the staircases. Um, Is there a sunken so, floor, like a, like a conversation uh, pit? A conversation <laughs> pit. <really. laughs> um, a so yeah. disease vector. <laughs> um, so yeah, you all are able to uh, reach the doors easily enough. The casino's uh, busy; it's hopping. Um, th this is the kind of traffic that the lucky nines would typically see. Um, it's probably just as busy there tonight. Um, and you open the doors and you see, um, two, uh, changelings, uh, not in any form, uh, standing just on the other side of the doors, seeming, seemingly waiting on somebody to walk through them. Um, and then you see a strikingly, uh, handsome individual on a large sofa uh in front of a, a large circular table uh just kind of lounging long red hair uh with a shirt that only has like two buttons engaged um in a ornate annual <laughs> um, we're late for church engage your buttons quicker <laughs> um uh, it it's better than our button your buttons. Just say the That's same word twice. 
fasten, fasten. do your buttons um engage that's my, that's my grandma do up do up your engage <laughs> um anyway uh <laughs> just kind of lounging um and one of the changelings sees all of you enter um and kind of starts well there's certainly more of you than we were expecting but um he is waiting for you Right. I <laughs> keep him waiting. You know what? I think Hob would wait until they were inside to set the record straight that they're not who they're waiting for. Okay. So Hob shuts up. Um. So you all enter, and there's padded chairs and love seats and sofas in a circle to where you all can uh, take a seat and. Uh, this figure kind of gestures. Welcome. So. Thank you. Um, I'm assuming that something happened to Duncan. Um, Could you describe Duncan? Uh, young. Male. Dumb. Is that. I can I can verify one of those things, I think. <laughs> Chance describes uh, a, a young male figure, brunette hair, largely matching the description of the person you saw getting chased by um, by Carella. Who's got the note? Eris probably pulls it out of a pocket. Yeah, Eris, show, show him the note. And uh, hands it over. Hmm. Well, yes, this is... Right. Meet chance at chance. Um, uh, friend, we we came as a courtesy um, to let you know, if, in case you were waiting on this man, that unfortunately uh, he was killed by someone who introduced herself as Kirella to us. Um, it looked like an assassination. It certainly looked like a planned murder. Um, she used an aberrant mark. As far as I know, we don't have any real business we need to attend to with you. We're we found ourselves in Dragon Eyes anyway, uh, and we came here to let you know that. So is that your only goal here? That's what Hob came to do. Okay. Anybody can jump in and say whatever they want, and we'll get the blessing of two advantage from it. I'm just saying why Hob showed up. Hob didn't want to come to Dragon Eyes. Now they're in Dragon Eyes. And we're at chances. Your friend Duncan's not coming. Goodbye. Well, I'm a little curious as to why somebody would want to kill him like that. And Kath kind of furrows her brows like, and I, we would like to find who did it so that the, the authorities want to question us because she was in our car. And if we can get this person to the Citadel, then they won't be looking for us anymore. And so that's that's certainly why I wanted to come uh, to this meeting. Um, Chance kind of flips the note around and tosses it on the table in front of him. Duncan was part of a rich boy gang that runs around in the upper parts of the city um, that had been uh, had fallen in with a group of uh, aberrant mocked individuals that had 
no longer affiliated themselves with House Tarkanen. Um, so Duncan um, was worried that Mommy and Daddy were going to find out what he was up to and made a bet with me that he could take down the whole gang before dawn. So he was bringing me some evidence uh, of the gang's doings so I could turn it over to House Tarkanen and they could all sort themselves out. So that's what Duncan was up to. And apparently he lost the bet, so I don't need to worry about paying out that. Um, but yeah, um, if you want to know, um, I certainly know where their hideout is. I could point you in the direction of them. Or if you are merely here as a courtesy, then uh, I thank you. And it's good to know that I won't have to pay anybody any money. And you may go. What was the name of the gang? The name of the gang? That was part of the evidence that was going to be turned over to me. I know that they run around um, the lower districts of the city, um, terrorizing people, using their mocks, things like that. Um, but unfortunately, that's all the information I have on them right now. If Duncan would have been better at his job, then I would have more information for you. But then you wouldn't be here in the first place. So seems that fate has brought us together. And you have the location, you say? Yes. Might be worth having. Well, are you going to do anything about it? Or is it just academic? Well, if we have the information, we might be able to do something about it. If we need to. Chance flips over the bloodstained piece of parchment that's on the table that had the instructions for uh, the meeting place and um, recycling. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. As far as I know, they operate out of the stone God district um, up in the Northern part of the city. Um, there's an apartment block up there that uh, we believe that they live in, that they operate out of. <clears throat> Excellent. Thank you for the information. You are, uh... Do you know anyone named Dorsoff? No. Is there a reason why I should? No. Okay, then. Well, I believe we are done here. Very well. Thank you for stopping by, and if you ever care to make a wager, feel free to come back. Well, thanks. <laughs> You want to arm wrestle? Let's just go. Let's <laughs> follow the top. Okay. The egg in this box is going to hatch eventually, and then we're all going to be in trouble. So are y'all just going down to the cogs? Yes. And if we get stopped, we have some info that we could okay. maybe help ourselves with. Okay. So I suppose we need a new boat. Are we calling a sky cab? I assume we have to hire one. And we're not in a friendly part of town. Oh, hey, we're organized crime now. We know what's up with the sky cabs. <laughs> uh, I actually, um, I have an idea. Sure. Uh, I have a talent um, called Street Habits, where once per session I can obtain a useful item. Um, Eric 
proposed that the origin of this is that I had helped out a member of the of the tyrants uh, who had been. I can't remember what he was caught doing in the in the nines. Um, I, I think it was that if you changelings basically just have to self-report when they're okay. in the nines, and, and he failed to do so. And okay. He, yeah. Okay. So yeah, he um he didn't inform the clan that he was a changeling when he came into the nines, and Eris uh, got security to stop hassling him, and they've become acquaintances at least, um, despite their different affiliations. Uh, so obviously acquiring a new sky cab would be far in excess of the value limit of this, but could I use this to obtain a loan of a sky cab? Yeah, I would, I would say so. Uh, so I said, um, I think I can get us some new, a new ride for the time being, but, um, could y'all just could y'all just wait here? Um, yes. At Katzon and Sigil are fine with that. You're, You're sure. You want, to, you want to go off by yourself? Y- yeah. Bye. I I can't make you. Let me go with you. You're you're a grown woman, so Paris will disappear into the crowd um, over towards wherever she knows. And I I feel that we did not name this person either. No. Um, uh, wherever it is that they hang out. Um, As Eris disappears into the crowd, uh, Hob finally exhales and releases his grip on the box a little bit. <laughs> kind of shakes like the the yep. pain out of the hands from gripping so tight for so long. Name is Gers, G-E-R-S-E. Essentially, um, Eris's thought process here is that she isn't entirely confident what the consequences would be of it becoming known that she's got a pal she swaps favors with um, in a rival gang. Uh, And so while she's fairly confident of some of the people around her, she, I feel like she probably doesn't know some, doesn't know some of the NPCs as well. And she doesn't trust many people at all. Um, And so she's mostly just trying to keep this as quiet as she can from anyone generally. Okay. Is this the first time she's done this? Probably not in world. um, Certainly. I mean, obviously in, in story, I assume that I assume that this is not someone she helped out just that one time, and now she's about no. to ask them to loan them loan her their car. So, so we're no, aware that she likes to that she slips off from time to time uh, if we're around, and she does is, it when we're around. This is probably the first time it's happened on a job. Okay. Uh, I would say um, uh, most most often this is used to acquire parts for things that she's building, uh, which she doesn't usually do during a job. Okay, so um, yeah, you the the shifting hall, which is where like the resources of the tyrants lie. Uh, Gers works there, just uh, doing paperwork and stuff like that for the client for the the guild. Um, is this a place so, I can walk into? Yeah, I mean, you're not wearing a a 
a Boromar t-shirt and this is where people come to. I, I wasn't sure out. what kind of what kind yeah. of place it was. Huh. Yeah, the shifting hall is where people go to hire okay. the guild. So, so, so yeah, so it's it's a, it's a business essentially. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, she goes in, and uh, I assume she and Gers have a way of meeting up as she just goes into his office or what. But yeah. Um. So yeah, I, Gers, I've been saying his. I don't think you've established. Uh, yeah. I know with changelings, it's a little amorphous, but yeah. Um. Gers, at least uh, the majority of the times that you've interacted with him, has presented himself as male. Okay. Um, so, um, Gers, uh, sees you walk in, he's behind the, the counter, uh, nobody's in there. He's like, oh, um, hello, uh, how, how can I help you? And he kind of gestures to come up to the counter. All right. She, she comes up, um, and Harris, what do you need? I'm in a bit of a spot. Um, yeah. Why are you here? probably best I don't explain that entirely uh, entirely um but I need I need a ride uh and I would imagine Eris having fallen out of a sky cab shortly ago looks a little bit disheveled um <laughs> yeah um I, I need to borrow a ride I just I'll have it back in in a few hours uh okay yeah yeah um here I can we we allow vehicle usage when hiring the guild for a job. So and he pulls a form over and quickly scribbles a name that is barely legible that is right. not yours. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of haphazardly writes and it's like, okay, um, requisitioning one sky coach for the night. Okay, um, and he puts a stamp on it and slides it into the pile. It's like, okay. Um, if you just want to go behind the building, um, there are some back there. Um, and if you take and he hands you this dongle kind of thing, right? It's like, as long as this is in your possession, then it, it will work. <laughs> it was a push start, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's, here's the fob. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks. You're a lifesaver. No problem. Um, I'll hey. see you around. Tucks it into her pocket and, Goes around to the wherever the parking lot is, finds the car. Yeah, you you find a a bank of sky coaches. Okay. Um, so uh, I assume it goes it keys to a specific one, so she goes to that one and yeah, uh, climbs in and I don't know fifteen twenty minutes later, um, she pulls up in a sky cab. Okay. So you all are just hanging out in the front of this casino, and then you see across the street where there's an air dock, you see Eris roll up in in a sky coach. Well, head over to, to Eris. Yeah, let's go. I cannot express how very important it is that this vehicle not be destroyed in the course of our job. You didn't if I'd stolen it, it would be perfectly convenient for it to be destroyed in the course of our job. That's what I was hoping you would say. No, I borrowed it. Uh, right, well, in we go. Um, so, uh, is are you taking the wheel, Eris, or are you allowing Sigil to drive? Mm. Sigil just kind of yeah, I know. I'm trying. Pauses. She's, she will. She will slide into the back um, okay. and yield the driver's seat to Sigil. Okay. Uh, they hop in and hop behind the quote-unquote wheel. 
um, and take off uh, down. Um, you all are obviously closer than your initial starting point to the cogs. Um, so yeah, you are, uh, because traffic is beginning to clear up a bit, uh, it's getting later. So people are where they want to be. They're not traveling right now. Um, you're able to get down there, um, to the Ash Black district. Um, so give me a, uh, you all dock and, uh, disembark. Um, anybody want to give me a streetwise check to try and locate, um, Dorsef and the warehouse that you're looking for. Uh, when we dock, Eris would say, this is, um, I, I know it's not exactly normal, but, uh, can someone stay with this vehicle? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kath and Sana agree to stay behind. Like we, we got this. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. So we're using streetwise. Uh, let me get difficulty set. Who's making the check? Uh, Eris has one, um, one rank and, and her cunning is three. Um, I'm happy for someone else to make it if they're better at it than I'm good. Yeah, uh, it's not for me. I've got two yeah. green and my cunning is two. So okay, uh, all right, three green. That's it. Then I Wait. will go for it. Hmm? Oh. We assist each other. <laughs> uh, are we identical? Is your is your cunning better? I have a yellow and two green. Oh, okay. So we're the same. It's the same. Yeah. Uh, what's the difficulty? Two purple. Okay, and what's the pool sitting at? Uh, you all have four. I have one. I would really like to spend one because I would really like something disastrous to not happen while we try to find the guy. <laughs> okay, go for it. One success, two threat. Uh, Boy, with so the way those two purple rolled, I am glad I spent that because mm -hmm. they both rolled a failure and a threat on both purple die. Um. So yeah, you're the go ahead and take two strain. You're yep. stressed out about oh, yeah. the car, car, about this night, about everything. Bad, about what's such a, it's such a bad part of town. We've left, don't own that car. Uh, Everyone still hasn't let out. you look in the box. Um, we're running out of time to look in the box. Uh, okay, so um, yeah, you're you're able to walk through the industrial district and you see nondescript warehouse after nondescript warehouse. And then you spot a dwarf uh, standing out in front and kind of looks your way and spots you. You think he spots Hob and just kind of gives a subtle gesture and then walks inside the warehouse. Now, right before we hand it over to him, don't you think it <clears throat> it behooves us to just be sure there's not someone in trouble in that box of yours? I've given it some thought. Right, right. And, um... And you're coming around. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> I think what we'll do, Eris, is have him verify the contents before he takes it away. And if it's something, perhaps... We'd feel really bad about selling like someone in trouble. 
Well, then maybe our course of action can change. Well, I mean, if if it's someone we're selling, we're going to kill him, right? Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's Jeff. <laughs> oh, that was that was absolutely Eris. Mm-hmm. Um, right. All right. Well, you know, we were we were hired to do a job, and I would hate to taint our reputation amongst those that would hire us and somehow infuriate the Barmore clan. So whatever we do, we should proceed cautiously. Harris <sighs> <laughs> walks towards the, towards the warehouse. Okay, so um, you all enter the warehouse. Um, you see the dwarf um, standing, uh, he's got, uh, six, uh, goons, it looks like, on the other side of the table. Um, and, uh, says, oh, welcome. Please, uh, you can place the box on the table and we can begin negotiations. Now, hold on. She turns to Hob. He has exactly the same ver- voice as the bloke what hired us. Eris walks towards the table yeah, Milo takes a seat there's no chair oh Milo <laughs> Milo sits crisscross applesauce on the ground <laughs> he falls down Bob <laughs> what are you doing um Who? Who wants to? Talk? You've been so gung ho about this. Like, I know, I know, I know, but I don't. I'm, I don't talk. Oh, Eris has got that. I mean, if we're negotiating, no, I'm just Aris asking. Skill. Well, I'm just wanna... asking what you're doing. Like he said, please set the box on the table, and we can begin negotiation. I'm setting the box on the table. Okay. Yeah. You sorry. didn't say that, so I. Wasn't you're right. Sure. I, I. I. In my head, I was like, "Well, of course," but you're right. <laughs> We might should have um, talked about how much we were going to ask for before we came in. It's all on you, Ars. Right. Now, we were told not to walk out of here with less than 10,000 califars. And I'm the... thinking, considering the hazard that we've had to go through to get this box to you, some generous hazard pay is probably in order to. I see. Um, well, <clears throat> first things first. Um, you and I both know that what's in this box is not worth 10,000 Galifar. Please. So, well, I would be prepared to do 7,500. This is already working out better than I thought it would. Um, <laughs> Go ahead and give me a negotiation roll. Yeah. Um, what's give it? me just one second. I'm absolutely spending a story point. And Hob is looming for me, I assume. Oh, yes. And uh, I can't believe you didn't try to convince him to open it was the first thing you did. I'm I am also spending a story point. To keep uh, things spicy. And you, got, you heard me say that I was doing so as well. 
Yes, okay. I have your upgrade noted. Um, what your is pool, the pool? Three red. Oh my gosh. <sighs> uh, is Milo helping me with his? <laughs> no, wait, none of us. We all have the same. No one has better presents. Never mind. That was intellect that Milo was. Um, I have nothing I can do additionally to. Oh, man, I really should have augmented myself. Or <sighs> Reynard could have augmented you as well. Uh, yep. Yep. Or Milo could have. Anybody, so many people could have done this. Reynard, Reynard, if you want to spend a, a story point, I will let you augment. Um, I will let you augment Eris. Let's do it. Um, I've got your difficulty of two purple set, so you can go ahead and roll um, verse is the skill that you're rolling. Okay, one advantage. Um, so uh, you can give uh, Eris a boost die to her oh, roll. Hey, every little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I've got your upgrade. I've got your boost. Three red die. Go for it. Okay, one uh, failure, one threat. One failure, so one close. advantage. No, nope. Oh yes, because two. Oh, we right. two advantage from looming. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, so you do not succeed in negotiating up to ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, he has countered with seventy five hundred. I would like him to call to it a day there. I would like him to say something revealing about the thing in the box. With the I realize I realize it's not enough for him to just outright declare what's in the box, but I would like him uh, to say something revealing about the about the thing in the box. So uh, I'm with negotiations done. He slides the box over and flips it open. Of course, at an angle to where he can see and you cannot. And he just kind of smirks and goes. And you you hear the noises now that the box is open of like the muffled kind of um, and he goes Harris looks back at Hob <laughs> The Carnathy sure do know how to do what they do well and he snaps the box shut would, and kind of slides it under his box. Would Hob know uh, what that arm, means? Arm. Uh, he, all of you lived through the last war so you would know that the thing that the Carnath are known for is necromancy. Did you, just slide, did you just slide money across the table? Yes. Eris takes the money and she backs away from that box. Anything else you all would like to do? They they are satisfied with this negotiation. Um, one of the goons takes the box and... Uh, what? What do you want with something like that? I'll let you make a check. Boy, what kind of check is it? I mean, that you're, you're trying to get information for yeah. free, so that would be charm. Okay. Um... I mean, I'm looming. I'll give you a, a help. Okay. She, she, uh, has, she has no ranks in this, so. Um, so, what's your presence, Eris? It's three. And how many ranks do you have, Reynard? Two? One? Uh, one. Um, okay, so, Reynard, describe how you inject yourself into this conversation to assist. You just have to inject yourself in some way to, like, back up her question. Like, it doesn't have to be something grandiose. I'm going to be smart about it. <laughs> Why it's taking me so long. Play to your strengths, Trevor. Um, 
Well, I think what my friend means is, um, uh, what might you have needed the Carnathy help help for? From the Carnath. <laughs> what? <laughs> Great job, Trevor. Um, <laughs> you nailed it. Um, okay, I'm going to spend a story point to just upgrade one of the dice. So it's one red, one purple is your difficulty. All right. You have all of my things set. I don't know what I just got out of that, but. Um, so you, you got Reynard's ranks basically. So oh, okay. it's one yellow, two green is your pool. Okay. Uh, you could spend a story point to upgrade if you like. No, I'm good. Actually, right. I'll tell you what needs to happen. Reynard, you need to spend two story points to activate your heroic ability. Oh, right. For charm checks so that you can remove one of the the, the purple die after the roll happens. So, oh, good. I need to remember I have that. <laughs> oh, um, so that puts you all out of story points. So Ooh. all of them are in my hands. Um, okay, go ahead and uh, roll. Wait, hold on. Don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Eris, you're rolling. So I added an upgrade for Reynard's rank. Mm-hmm. You're good to go. Okay. Oh wait. No, it just gets you an advantage. Ah. It doesn't affect the the failures. Uh, well, it no, it doesn't affect the failures, but it takes the purple dice out and add two advantage. So you have three advantage. So, um. So you're not going to no get success. that important for the listeners. Yeah, no success, three advantage. Right. Um, he's not going to. He's not going to tell me what he wants to do with it. Okay. Mm. I feel like I might be asking a lot, so I'm going to. But I will ask, and you, you say no. Um, he's passed it to one of his goons, right? Yeah. Um, can it jerk in such a way that the goon is surprised? and alarmed causing him to drop it and allow the lid to pop open. That's triumph territory. Like that's, right. that's a big, cause it's still getting the information that you want. Um, and so, the goons say your dead cousin's back there now. Um, you know what? Can, can, know can what Hob, to... can Hob decide he needs to see what's in this, what this thing is now. Now you decided. Now <laughs> you agree. I mean, to, are you talking about openly attacking these guys? No, 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 to no, get no, the no. Box back? no, no. But the God. goon that's holding the box, I want for Hob to look at that goon and say, we went through a lot to get that to you. And now that I know that that box could have been opened safely, and we didn't, you're going to give me a look at what's inside of that. I would like to roll. I'd like to use coercion. Okay. Um, so you can have, I will pass him whatever I can pass him. Uh, it would be a boost die to pass a specific. Um, and then the other, the leftover one, I'll heal a strain. I'll use a story point. Um, and, Okay, uh, so coercion is the check that you're making. You have tickets to the gun show, though, so you get to use your. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are good to go. All right, roll. <sighs> One success, three threat. <laughs> ha ha! Okay. Listeners, I roll so many two, two yellow, two green, and a blue, 
and I end up with one success. Yep, three. That could have been two triumph, and who knows how many <laughs> success? I mean, it could have been unbelievable. And it was so. Um, three threat. Um, Thorvas will remember this. Dorfas will remember this. <laughs> yeah, Dorsef like exasperated looks at you and rolls his eyes, um, and says, "Fine." But your employer would know about your persistence in this matter. And oh, he, he snaps. He already knows about my persistence in this matter. <laughs> um, and opens the box very quickly and then slams it back shut. And in the moment that it's open, um, you see the presumably decapitated yet reanimated head of a dwarf that has the mark of warding across its face. as oh. it And its mouth is bound. And that was the that you heard mm -hmm. and its eyes go wide for a second and then the box slams shut it's like are we good Hob 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 why Hob leans over to Eris he goes well we said if it was a person is that a person I don't I don't know anymore what are the what are the the, the, I, the parameters I, on personhood the the goons and Dorsif start to leave like they start to walk towards the back door that they came in Eris is freaked out by this Uh, Hob, I think Hob looks at him and goes, Wait, well, you saw it, right? <laughs> right. I think we're done here. Let's go. Right. Well, I mean, he's he's gonna he's gonna rob a bank, right? I mean, that's that's what you do with with the reanimated head of a of a Kandaric heir. As we're walking out, I assume. Yeah. Is there an Eberonian FDIC because <laughs> robbing banks is a victimless crime. Uh, that would I House Cunderact, in fact. Con I, yeah, I, I, House <laughs> would be the, they, they have the decapitated head of one of the upper management individuals for the FDIC, I, basically. So, sort of, I guess. Yeah, I, I suppose. But they it, also they own all the banks. Could. It's a yeah, very corrupt world. It's weird. Um, <laughs> they probably get it. I bet it depends on how much money you have in their bank, whether they guarantee your deposits. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so, um, at you this point, the car back to Gers. I um, mean, I should take the car back. Uh, you're able to uh, get the car back. Uh, Kath and Sana uh, held held vigil well, um, and you uh, you get your cut. We had agreed on ten percent of the take. Yep. So uh, that's uh, seven hundred and fifty. What? I thought we were just going to give him five thousand. That's what he wanted. We keep twenty five hundred, and he gives he, us. 10 he's going to. He's going to know gonna how. Much. Have, yeah, he's going to have contact with that dwarf. Yeah, he is now for sure. Yeah, no, that there's no way we there's no way we pull that off. Mm -mm. Okay, so the take for everybody is seven hundred and fifty divided by seven. It's one hundred and seven, and we tip the bartender. No, because. This is the clan's take that you got. So, oh, 375. Then Grum gets his share. So, this podcast just got super fun. Yeah. <laughs> but if I remember right, Reynard, you're putting 10% of your 401k and. Milo, didn't you borrow against future earnings to <laughs> come to our podcast about uh, 
Accounting for beginners? Fantasy accounting. <laughs> hey, that guy who took his time to calculate what Smaug's hoard was worth. Got a lot of traction out of it. You oh each gosh. get 35 gold. And and seven silver. One day I want to look at those numbers because I don't trust you. But <laughs> Well, the clan gets half. Then Grum gets his take. Grum gets a bigger take than you all since he's the boss. End of episode. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you all. <laughs> thank you all so much for can't listening. Wait to come back next time. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, if you want to be part of the conversation, head to the Facebook group, The Geek Pantheon. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at The Geek Pantheon. Uh, we also have a Discord uh, that you can find the link to uh, at our website, thegeekpantheon.com. Uh, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash thegeekpantheon, if you want to join that. All the wonderful people whose name you heard at the beginning of the show are a part of our show sponsor tier or above. And if you would like to join them, head on over and check out uh, that tier. And that's all I've got. So anyway, uh, thank you all once again so much for listening. I'm your Game Master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. We'll see you next time. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Eric here with a quick programming note. Uh, we neglected at the end of this episode, uh, because it's only our second session doing this, uh, to give XP earnage as well as rolling for obligation on the air. We did do it after uh, we stopped recording when we realized just before we left. Um, so I wanted to give you all an update in that regard. Uh, everybody earned 15 experience uh, with Randy and Jeff, I believe, earning five extra experience for playing into their characters, uh, even at the detriment of uh, perhaps the uh, the wants and desires of even the, the players themselves. Um, so they earned some bonus XP for that. Uh, and additionally, we did roll for obligation and we rolled to activate Eris's obligation for the next session. Uh, so what that means is that uh, either uh, the session will be just a normal adventure and Eris's obligation will somehow cause a wrinkle to occur or that, um, Eris's obligation will be the inciting incident of the adventure. So you'll just have to tune in, uh, for the next arc to find that out. Uh, but yeah, I hope you all enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.